You are listening to Shining Star Community Church, English Ministries Sunday Message. Please visit us at www.shiningstar.life. Mother's Day. Uh, I'm excited for this opportunity that I have to preach on Mother's Day. It's a wonderful day for me personally. I know I had a lot of godly women in my life, starting with my grandmother, my mother, and now my wife. Uh, I will not be the man I am uh, today without them. So I'm really grateful to speak on Mother's Day. Also, it's a very scary thing as well, number one, because I don't know what it's like to be a mom, right? I mean, I have... Uh, I, I, I've seen my wife give birth to a child. I've seen my wife, you know, struggle with this child every single day. But really, I mean, I, I only have secondary experience. I've only seen my wife. I, um, so I, am, I do want to preach on this passage with a very humble heart. Uh, that being said, let's go into today's passage. Today's passage begins with a very simple question. And in verse 10, it says, An excellent wife who... Can find, and I know a couple of you single guys are saying "Amen," <laughs> right, right? Amen. Where can you find this excellent wife? Where, right? Where can you find this excellent woman? By the way, the the word "wife" or uh, in the Hebrew language, sometimes it can be translated into "woman." Woman, wife. It uses the same word, just based on context. It you translate it in a different way, but yeah, that is the question of the day: an excellent wife or woman who can find. That's what this passage is all about. No, everything else in this passage really answers this one question. An excellent wife, who can find it? Now, before I move any further, I want to kind of lay out my game plan. Because when I went to my wife and I said, uh, uh, I'm go- I think I'm going to preach on Proverbs 31 on Mother's Day. And she gave me that look. I was like, oh, I don't know if, I don't know if you understand what you're doing, right? And a lot of people warn me about this, this passage. But I, I want to lay down the game plan for today. In the next couple of verses, we're going to see... Line by line, verse by verse, the Bible laying out a beautiful picture, a beautiful portrait of an excellent wife. No, the Bible gives us a detailed description of what it means to be an excellent woman of God. And while, you know, it's beautiful, it's, it's, it's lovely, um, sometimes, uh, ladies, you, you simply look at this and it's, it's discouraging, right? Because it feels like it's a to-do list, right? Each line is piercing to your heart. I mean, just start with verse 11. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. In verse 12, it says she does him good and not harm. And maybe this morning you did harm rather than good, right? So it's, it's a very difficult thing if you just try to measure this and see where you're at according to the standards of God's excellence. And guys, maybe, uh, if, especially if you're single, you can treat this as a checklist, right? Okay, now I've got to find a wife for myself. Let's see what are some things that I should look for. And if you go through this list, you're going to say, okay, man, how do I find a woman like this? There's no way that I can marry a woman like this. Even if I find this woman, I don't know if this woman's going to marry me, right? <laughs> that's, that's the problem. I guarantee you, if you just walk line by line and think and treat this as a to-do list or as a checklist, you'll feel defeated 
and you'll feel discouraged at the very end. But you have to understand that today's passage is not just a logical writing where it's kind of like Paul's writing, where Paul, he makes a logical argument. He makes different points to to argue for uh, a, a main point. But today, actually, this passage is a Hebrew poem. It's a beautiful poem, it's a, and it has a very unique structure. The structure is kind of hard to see in the English, but if you read it in the Hebrew, you'll notice it right away, because the very first verse, verse 10, it begins with the first Hebrew alphabet, Aleph. And the second verse, which is verse 11, it begins with the second Hebrew alphabet, Beit. And the list goes on and on. There are 22 verses, there are 22 Hebrew alphabets, meaning this is not just a checklist or a to-do list, but it gives you a very beautiful picture of a godly woman, of an excellent woman. It doesn't give you a standard, but it gives you direction, right? The reason why the poem was written in such a way was because you know, people wanted to memorize these things. They wanted to meditate on God's word. And in response, they wanted to find direction and wisdom in their life. So I think if we approach this text with a very humble heart, understanding that this is God's word, understanding that this is the wisdom of God, I think this passage will change the way that we raise kids. It will change the way that we treat one another in marriage. And I think it will change the way that we look for a lifelong partner if we simply understand this the way it is. And ultimately, hopefully, it will point you to Jesus at the end. So that's kind of the game plan today, okay? So let's start in verse 10. It says, An excellent wife who can find, she is far more precious than jewels. So right off the bat, we see that an excellent woman is extremely precious. She has high value. She is extremely pricey. No, her... her, her price, right, her value does not even compare to the most precious stones in this world. Now, I did some professional research on Google and, and, and Googled, okay, what's the most expensive stone in this world? And Google told me that last year in Hong Kong, there was a transaction. There was a pink diamond, 59.6 carats, that was sold for $71.2 million. That's a lot of money. I mean, I don't know, even know what $71.2 looks like, looks like, right? I, don't even, I can't even fathom how much that, how money that is. Now, I'm going to give you a secret today. Now, you can become a millionaire. And that is not by finding a diamond like this, but it's by finding an excellent wife. And for ladies, you can be a millionaire as well if you become an excellent wife. The price of an excellent wife is far beyond the most precious stones of this world. Like a precious jewel, we see that an excellent woman is very rare. No wonder it's hard to find, right? Because they're rare. There are a lot of women in this world, but excellent women, they're hard to find. An excellent woman is extremely precious. And they're extremely precious because we see that they are different difference makers. They make a difference in people's lives. An excellent woman blesses others. Not only are they precious, but they bless others. First, we see that they are a blessing to the husband. Verse 11 says this, the heart of the husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. 
So now, uh, excellent woman, we see, captures the heart of the husband. The husband might be the head of the household, but what encourages the head, what helps the head, what supports the head, what strengthens the head is the wife. She captures the heart of the head. No, and back in Genesis, we see when God created Adam and Eve, God said, okay, Adam, I'm going to make you a suitable helper. And that word helper is very interesting because if you do a word study on that word, predominantly it is used in the context of God helping Israel. Right? We see that it's super important for us to understand that men, you can't survive without women. Women are precious. They are, we need all the help that we can get. A husband, if he can trust in her, his wife, he lacks nothing. He lacks no gain. So we see in verse 12, she does him good rather than harm. And notice that it's not just every now and then, but all the days of her life. She says, yeah, I'm going to do good. I'm going to support you as my husband. Now, when a man is able to fully trust his wife without any suspicion, without any question, without any doubt, incredible things can happen. We see in verse 23, her husband is known in the gates when she, he sits among the elders of the land because of her. We see that because um, this woman supports her husband in such an excellent way, the public reputation of the husband is, is beyond what we can imagine. No, this husband is recognized because of his wife. No, sometimes, understand wives, it is tempting to, to kind of, you know, put down your husband in public, right? Uh, whether it's for the sake of humor, whether it's for uh, just out of frustration, whether you just, you know, just you know, want to just, yeah, just say something. You know, it's tempting to expose your husband, but I think the Bible tells us that you know, if we want to correct our husband, if we want to you know, um, speak truth to our husband, we should do it privately rather than pub- publicly. It is tempting to kind of publicly you know, expose your husband, but you have to understand that the way that you treat your husband in public will have a significant impact on the way that others treat your husband in public. An excellent woman blesses her husband, and we also see that she also blesses her household. She clothes the family with a willing hand. It says in verse 13, she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. Verse 14, she is like the ships of a merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. So an excellent woman knows how to clothe um, her family. She knows how to provide food for her household. We see that she is excellent at taking care of the family. Now, she does this with a very glad heart. An excellent wife is a blessing to the household. Now, in verse 21, it says that she is not afraid of snow for her household, for all the hus- household are clothed in scarlet. So we see even in difficult times, not just in good times, but even in difficult times, this excellent wife is prepared because she knows what's coming. She does not come crumble under pressure. Everything that's going on in the household, she knows um, to the finest details. She has everything under control. An excellent woman blesses the household. Now, I'm going to touch on a very kind of sensitive topic. 
Since the Bible talks about the woman taking care of the household, does this mean that a woman should not pursue a public career? Or how far do you go with your public career, right? Our culture, um, you know, on one hand, we say, yeah, women should be able to have their own career. Uh, on the other hand, some people say, no, 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 no. Women, you know, you should take care of the household. So what is it? Now, is it wrong for a married woman to pursue a career and have a, a job in public? Well, I think it's pretty clear, according to the Bible, that men are called to work, right? Before Eve was created, God placed Adam in the garden. And he, it's, the Bible says that, and God placed him there to work it and keep it. The result of the fall was the labor of man became harder and harder. We see over and over again in the book of Proverbs, in the New Testament, that we see scripture is telling men, if you have an able body, provide for your family work. No, don't be lazy, work. Men, if you have an able body, you should be able to work and provide for the family. On the, contra- on the contrary, it's pretty clear in the Bible that the wife is the primary caretaker of the family. Now, this does not mean that, you know, husbands, now you, got, you have a pass, right? And you, on the weekends, you can just sit in your couch, uh, either watch sports or play video games, and you can do whatever you want. It does not mean on, on, uh, on the weekdays and nights that you can just go out with your buddies and hang out as, at, a, at a sports bar uh, and, and have a good time while your wife is busy maintaining the household. No, we should be able to give all the help that we can provide to help with the household, to be a blessing to our wives, and to be a role model to our children. However, according to the Bible, the wife should always seek to be the primary caretaker of the household, and the husband should be the primary, primary um, provider of the family. Now, I want to make something very clear. This does not mean um, women, especially married women, cannot pursue uh, public careers. In fact, here's the good news. The excellent woman in Proverbs 31 is a working woman. It seems like she's a working woman. In verse 16, it says she buys a field and plants a vineyard. In verse 18, it tells us that she makes profit off of her merchandise. In verse 24, it says she sells garments. So it seems like she is an excellent businesswoman. She has a great business mind. Not only does she have a great mind, but she has strength. In verse 17, it says she dresses herself with strength and makes her arms, and makes her arms strong, meaning on top of a great mind, she has great stamina. She can, has the physical strength and energy to work not only hard in the household, but to provide also to, to provide and seek a public career as well. No, it is completely fine for a married woman to pursue a public career. However, not in the expense of sacrificing your household. That is the guideline, right? If you are pursuing a public career and your household is falling apart, if you have no idea where your kids are, you have no idea what your husband is doing, maybe working might not be the wisest thing for you. No, it is completely fine for a married woman to pursue a public career as long as she embraces her role as the primary caretaker of the household and is completely fine for a married woman to stay back at home as long as she is utilizing that time to, to, to maintain uh, and, and take care of the household. It's really a heart issue, right? It's not about, okay, can I pursue a career or not? 
Well, the priority is you take care of the household first, and then you, can, you should pursue a public career. An excellent woman blesses others. She's a blessing to the husband. She's a blessing to the household. And she is also a blessing to those who are in need. In verse 20, it says this. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. So an excellent woman is extremely generous and compassionate towards others. She embraces the poor, and she is very sensitive to other people's needs. Um, single guys, if you want to find an excellent woman, see how she treats other people. See how, she, how compassionate she is. See how, how willing she is to support people in need. I think anyone can be nice to people that they are attracted to, right? But you really get to see someone's character when that person encounters someone, someone in need. An excellent woman is a blessing to others. In verse 25, it says this, strength and dignity are her clothing. So, um, most of the times in our culture, we see that uh, what's displayed from women, what's value, valued in women is actually physical beauty, right? The highest, the highest worth of a woman, who do we praise? Who do we, who do we you know, worship? Who do we say, man, that is a great woman? Most of the times in our culture, there are women that are physically attractive. You know, just, just go to a grocery store. And you look at the magazines that are displayed. Who do you see on the front cover? You know, just look at beauty pageants, right? Where women are lined up and people are rating them by their beauty. You know, we live in a culture where physical attraction, physical beauty is embraced. That it is praised. By the way, I'm not trying to say that physical beauty is a bad thing. So if you think you're beautiful... Kudos to you, right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But what I'm trying to say is um, if physical beauty is what defines you, right? If your worth and value is defined in how you look and what body type you are, if you're a size zero or size one, then maybe you might have to go to the Lord. Maybe you have to rethink of, of, of your image. Because when God paints this beautiful picture of an excellent woman in Proverbs 31, we see that not once does he mention about physical beauty. Not once. Instead of clothing herself with attractive looks or a pretty face, the Bible says that she clothes herself with strength and dignity. An excellent woman is a woman of character. No, her character is so solid that in verse 25, it says that she laughs at the time to come. So when she thinks about the future, even though she knows that there's a lot of difficulties ahead, even though she knows that life is going to be tough, she can laugh. She has a sense of humor because she's so confident in herself. She's so confident in her character that it's not shaken in, under adversity. In verse 26, we see that she speaks with, with wisdom and kindness. Her words are not destructive Right? She's not going around gossiping, but instead she's constructing. Her words give life, wisdom, and kindness. We see in verse 27, she is diligent, not lazy. Now, um, at this point, since I talked a lot about mothers or, or wives, I do want to mention a couple of things to uh, my single brothers and sisters, right, gentlemen. Um, again, there's nothing wrong with pursuing a woman that is beautiful, 
physically. I mean, if that's what attracts you in the beginning, that's completely fine. When God brought Eve to Adam, Adam was just blown away, right? He's like, whoa, right? You, you're, you're the bone of my bones, the flesh of my flesh. So it's, it's, it's okay if you're just blown away by someone's beauty. That's totally fine. No, Jacob, pretty much, he fell in love with Rachel right away, right? Uh, so we see that it's, it's not a bad thing if you're initially attracted to a woman based off of their physical beauty. But if that's the only thing that you are looking for, if you are making a lifelong commitment simply because she is pretty, uh, you're in for a lot of trouble. <laughs> because, because the Bible says that um, all flesh, it fades away like grass, right? Um, so many men pursue women out of physical attraction. They cross their fingers, right, and say, okay, oh, God, this, this woman is beautiful. I, I, I'm going to ask her out. Uh, I just ask that, okay, hopefully, you know, when we get to have this conversation, uh, that she'll have good character, right? Character is secondary. You know, you, 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 you're, you know for sure that she's pretty, and you're just praying, okay, God, just, just I hope that she'll have good character. It should be the other way around, right? I mean, if she's pretty, that's a plus, but no, you should look for godly character in her, right? You should pursue a person because she displays godly characters. I'm, I'm going to tell you a secret. Character does not change over time, like beauty, right? If someone displays godly character, most likely, whether she is in her teens, whether she is in her 20s, if she loves the Lord, that character is just going to get uh, even better and better. Your love for your wife will grow deeper and deeper. Not because she's getting any prettier <laughs> outside, but because she has this inward beauty that is maturing, that is doing you good. And I also want to mention something to our, our single ladies. Um, okay, I realize that it is really uh, hard to find a man, right? Uh, there is a man in this world, uh, but don't settle for something cheap. Um, you have great value. According to today's Bible, the Bible today, according to today's passage, it says that you are more precious than jewels if you are pursuing to be this excellent woman. And a lot of times, because we know how men function, right? Because we know that first thing that on their mind is, okay, is that, pre- is that girl pretty, right? If we introduce it, if someone's introducing to you, uh, 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 you know, a, a, a girl, the first thing that guys ask is, okay, is she pretty? Do you have a picture of her? All right, how, what does she look like? You know, we're not concerned about her character. We're not concerned about uh, no, what she thinks, what her values are. But what the Bible tells us is that you should be concerned about character. You should look for a man who is concerned about character. Rather than spending time and energy to persuade a man who, with your physical looks, I'm pretty sure you can do that, but be patient. Display your godly character. No, don't settle for anything less because if you end up settling for something cheap, that person is not going to treasure you like she, he should. That person is not going to treat you like he should. No, and you are going to wish you are rather single. That is the truth. No, you might think, okay, Pastor, you're, good. you're taking this a little bit too far, right? You're being a little bit too extreme. But the bottom line is, as the number of your wrinkles increase, <laughs> right? <laughs> if you meet a godly woman, a godly man, if you meet a godly man, 
that man is going to embrace every single wrinkle that you have, right? So pursue after godly character and display uh, godly uh, uh, inner beauty. And please don't sell for a man who cannot recognize your worth in Christ. The author of Proverbs summarizes today's passage in verse 30, and I think you know, this is such a beautiful line. It says, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So really, the bottom line is this. An excellent woman cares about God more than anything else. Now, this is not a long list of to do, uh, what to do and what not to do. This is simply displaying a picture of someone who loves God, someone who fears God more than anything, someone who cares about God more than anything, someone who is in love with Jesus. All that she does, you know, is really out of a heart of worship. You know, whether she's embracing her relationship with her husband, whether she's doing good to his, her children, whether she's pursuing a career publicly, whether she's being generous to others, what this woman is doing, she's acting out of the fear of the Lord. She cares about God more than anything. She's not doing this because her husband is worthy of, of being lifted. She's not doing this because her children are being worthy of being loved. She's not doing this, all of this because uh, people in need are worthy of her help. No. But she's doing this because she loves Jesus so much. I hope that this will encourage you. Because if you are in love with Jesus, if you are a follower of Christ, that means you are on the right path that you can one day become this excellent woman. The Proverbs 31 woman is not a perfect woman, simply a woman who is wise enough to follow Christ and fall in love with Christ every single day. It is a wise woman who is willing to honor Christ in every aspect of her life. The purpose of Proverbs 31 is not condemnation. It was written to give you direction and instruction so that you can fall in love with God even more. You know, really, if you read about this, <laughs> the, the Prophet 31 woman is basically the female version of Jesus, right? So you don't have to be discouraged. Do you get discouraged when the Bible tells you to be conformed into the image of Christ? No, you don't, right? You say, oh, that's a great thing. I want to pursue after that. No, you don't get discouraged. In the same way, you should never be discouraged when you see this list because that's our lifelong goal is to mature to become like Christ in every area of our life. Now, an excellent woman is extremely precious. She is a blessing to others. She is a woman of character, and more than anything, she fears God above anything else. Now, I recently had the opportunity to attend a lot of funerals um, because of our youth students. And it's quite interesting. At each funeral, you have a couple people uh, kind of give a speech, uh, and some people uh, come up and they would state, okay, this person uh, was born here, uh, went to school here, uh, this is what she, he or her did for a living, and it's great, it's awesome. But I want you to imagine something right now. I want you, uh, especially um, uh, ladies, I want you to imagine um, and picture in your head that it's your funeral, you're dead. You're with the Lord, but for some reason you get a peek right, at your funeral. And you see people coming up to deliver a speech. And uh, your, your husband comes up and says this. Um, so, I love my wife. My wife had a beautiful face. 
my wife had an awesome body. She was in shape every single day, right? She worked out like crazy. Praise God. And then, and then, her, and, and then your children come up, right? It's like, my mom's cooking was excellent, right? Uh, uh, I'm going to miss her spaghetti, right? Uh, uh, right? My mom, uh, yeah, she, she, she was just a great woman. And that wouldn't be too bad, right? But imagine, now, your, your children come up, and they state this, that my mom was a blessing to me. I call her blessed because because of her, I came to know the Lord. The name of Jesus Christ was written on my heart because she discipled me, because she trained me, because she equipped me every single day. And they go down, praise the Lord. And the husband comes up to the altar and says, many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. I'll never trade this woman for $71.4 million dollars. Even if Bill Gates says, I'm going to give all the money I have, I will never relive my life because this is the woman that God allowed me to be with. How awesome would that be? Be encouraged. You have, a great, you have great responsibility and a great opportunity to make an impact on your husband, on your family, on your children, and the people around you. Praise God. At this time, let's just take some time to respond to the message. I think, you know, depending on where you are in the stage of your life, depending on your gender, I think you can apply this text in various ways. If you are a, if, if you are a single man, maybe at this time, you can ask God to kind of reshape your values. Uh, if this was not the picture that you had in mind when you were pursuing after a woman, just ask God, you know, I want this. I want this excellent wife. I want to pursue after a woman with character. And would you change my vision? Would you change my heart? That I won't be persuaded with outward beauty, but I would pursue after inward beauty. If you're a single lady, uh, hopefully, you know, this will be a message of encouragement, understanding that you don't have to be someone or you don't have to be someone for someone else. That you can be yourself, that you in yourself, as you are a follower of Christ, that you are precious enough. If you are a follower of Christ and you're displaying godly character, it's not your problem. It's the guy's problem. Right? She's not recognizing your beauty. So just be patient. Trust in the Lord, and God will provide. Maybe you are um, a husband, and every single day you just see your wife struggling with the kids uh, cooking and uh, maybe you fail to appreciate her right how much she pours in to the household how much she pours into your life at this time maybe you can just pray a simple prayer thanksgiving saying wow there are a lot of women who are pretty good who are excellent but god the one that you allowed me to have she surpasses them all maybe if you're a mom today if you're a wife today i pray that this will give you direction encouragement, understanding that the ultimate calling in your life is not to be the perfect wife, but the perfect mom, but it's to be a follower of Christ. Your calling is to fear the Lord and honor Him in everything that you do. 
So at this time, let's just respond to the message and praise God uh, for everything that he did.